Donkey Dateline, October the 12th, sometime in the evening. And welcome to Hounds Ticket Heroes. As always, we are proud to be sponsored by the good people at Wild Bill's Wing Sauce and Druid City Brewing Company. Joined, as always, by my good friend and co-host, Ellis Metz. Gregory, in these days of constant chaos and strife, I have to say how great it is to hear your voice. I've missed you, buddy. What you drinking tonight? Uh, drinking is good because the bumper music was not an accident. Our Todd went to College Station and laid an egg pile. Offense production was trash. J.K. Scott needs to get right with the Lord. Okay, maybe it's not J.K.'s fault, but reason has never mattered to me. What I'm drinking, my Chicago Cubs are currently losing. So I am drinking everything in my liquor cabinet, and you can contribute to my restocking GoFundMe. Link to follow. What about yourself? I will hit you up on the GoFundMe later. Uh, I'm drinking a whole assortment of local beers tonight because uh, I I had the breathtaking realization that we are halfway through college football's regular season this week. Kind of makes me feel old. Old, you say? Yeah, you know, it's like uh, there's another one already halfway behind us. Right, I feel you. Um, and uh, and I got a pimp something that's coming out on uh, the houndstoothheroes.com website. Uh, Brian Oliu, who is a writer in residence here at Houndstooth Heroes Global Headquarters. Uh, if you've been listening and paying attention, Oliu's Outlook is posted every week. And this week, he addresses exactly that. Uh, how you're halfway through the season and suddenly everybody looks like ass. And the reason they look like ass, my friends, is because they are 20-year-old kids and you cannot trust them to save your life. Didn't even plan that little segue, but that was nice. Yeah, Oleo's Outlook quickly climbing my list of favorite things on the internet. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's strong. It's very strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, any t- let's go ahead and get started on last week's disaster. Uh, any thoughts? Yeah, it's disaster is a strong word, but I think it, I think it's appropriate here for the 27 to 19 win your tide got in college station. Uh, Jalen hurts was once again, unimpressive. He finished the day 13 for 22, 123 yards, one touchdown. Granted, there were some drops there again that we'll get to. Uh, but on the other side of the ball, true freshman Kellen Mond again, had never heard of a, of a mind. And there we were facing off, uh, in a shootout with a mind he went 19 for 29 on the day for 237 so almost double jalen on yardage so what you're saying uh, is better. better i would oh gosh but his hair is so bad he was a weird looking dude meanwhile anyway. jalen's hair is fly. <laughs> that's what i realized <laughs> yeah we've got jalen julio jones in our history derrick henry uh-huh. for that matter uh yeah, so yeah, lots of green hair on the tight sideline. Uh, our running backs themselves also had a bad day. We kind of all knew that was going to happen when Tamu uh, started loading the box. Uh, who maybe didn't see that coming would be Brian Dable. That was a weird little, uh, weird little game he called, I think. And there were some especially questionable third and fourth down plays, uh, if you want to get gumping into it, but excluding Damian Harris's breakaway touchdown, every running back finished with just about 50 yards on the day. And then Gregory, there's Bob. 
Not good, Bob. Our boy Bob Foster, no. we, who we've never doubted until now, had back-to-back-to-back bad plays. First, dropping a Jalen Hurts pass, then fumbling for the first time. Our team has not fumbled for the, since the Iron Bowl, and from that fumble eventually yeah. led to uh, Texas A&M touchdown. Yeah, that was fourth quarter, early fourth, qu- fourth quarter? Yeah, correct, correct. Yeah, so, uh, you know, that wasn't great, but there's an issue that we touched on last week that I want to revisit here, and that is we got ourselves a quarterback controversy. Oh, God, you know, I know you're a big Tua fan, and I'm not souring, like, on, and, and I'm not souring on Hurts or anything, but it seems like A&M pretty much outlined the, the blueprint on how to beat the foot, the university, provided you're a little bit better at the football than A&M is. Yeah, that's right. I mean, their coaches had the right idea. They just didn't quite have the uh, the Carls and Joes or whatever whatever the saying is. Um, <laughs> I'm confident it's not it was, Carls and Joes. What is it? It's somebody's and Joes. I, I mean, probably Billy's involved, but you're like, if you're wanting to be like, you don't have the Sebastians to back it up. I'm, what are you talking about, dude? There's an X's and O's and Carls and Joes. And Billy's or, and, and Je- Bob's and Joes. I don't Mo's. know. I don't know. I drink. Anyway, Jalen's and Moe's. Anyway, but I think you're exactly right. I I won't go into my two dreams this week, but know that they're still there and they are vivid. Uh, You know, if you can stop the run, which Texas A&M can do and make Jalen try to beat you with his arm, it just, it doesn't look like he can. I mean, that's based on this game and kind of singular series that we've seen in previous games. Uh, a lot of folks, again, blamed our boy, Brian Dable. Is he our boy? No, he's totally not our boy. Says here in the notes, our boy, Brian I, Dable. I, I, I wrote this outline, and nowhere in my notes does it say our boy. Uh, uh, I'll get my eyes checked here. Uh, right. You know, didn't call a lot of passing plays, but I think there's a chance that or, or even an argument could be made that he's doing that uh, to give the Tide the best chance to win. There is that argument. And with all that being said, I'm still not ready to replace the reigning Southeastern Conference Player of the Year when he brings so many other weapons to the table. You know, Gregory, I, I agree with you. But on the other hand, I kind of fear he's a donkey. Wait, what? Is Jalen Hurts your donkey of the decade of the week? Now, no, let's not go that far. And let's not go there quite yet because I do want to touch on the Tide defense. Uh, Okay, before we touch on that, that, I have an audible to call Uh because there's something. Yeah, I'm calling an audible right now. We're going to talk about something new. Um, I learned something this afternoon, and I'm not sure how to feel about it, and I'm not sure how you will feel about it, but I'm here to ask. Um, Our boy, well, when I say our boy, I mean – uh, fellow uh, St. Paul School alumnus, uh, uh, A.J. McCarron, um, sh- showed up at practice this week, and apparently he's now going to be working with uh, Jalen Hurts. Oh, Lord. Tell me well, okay. The man, you can say what you want. The well, man has three written. Yeah, no, let no. me digest this. I, and my main All concern, right. I have to say, is how he's going to find time to make it to the practice field while he's running that Asian fusion cuisine uh, right. there on 15th. Um, a fast casual Asian fusion place, yes. 
That's right. That's with a, right. Or with, a, with an almost racist sort of name. Anyway. Anyway, uh, I'm wondering if this ties into uh, Dark Lord Saban's rat poison quotes from this week. You know, he said that the players had to stop reading all the good press they were getting and stop believing in those things because that is like rat poison and will apparently mm. kill you and, and do horrible things to your body. Um, right. AJ never had that problem, it seemed. You know, he always, uh, he, he, he just sort of showed up and did what was necessary and didn't try to be flashy. Maybe there are concerns right. of flashiness that have, that have taken there hold. I don't know. What's your take? And, oh, well, I, I, I'll talk about AJ for a second. AJ, AJ went to the, you know, the, the, the fancy private school, but AJ grew up on the Dolphin Island Parkway. So AJ always had a chip on his shoulder. Uh, and so, uh, and, and I think, you know, that's a lot of the reason people don't like AJ today is they see him as cocky and whatnot, whatnot. Well, there's a reason AJ does what he does is because of how he grew up, but that's either here or there. But my point, I guess, with that is I think he can bring something to Jalen about, um, what, what the ultimate goal is, mm-hmm. is that, yeah, you can be flashy and cocky, but you also have the skills to back it up. And whatever you think of AJ, he had the skills and frankly, uh, as a, and still does. So um, I think my take is it's a good move. It can't hurt. Um, you know, uh, there's a lot of talk on the Twitter this today about uh, uh, can't stand AJ McCarron, whatever. Uh, do you have three rings? Are you playing back up for the Bengals when you should be the starter? Uh, that dude knows the game, uh, and he knows how to win. So I'm in favor of it. That was much more elegantly put than I could have said. I remain a huge AJ fan to this day, uh, and and if you had told me, you know, any of our past four or five quarterbacks were here to help out, uh, he would be the one I would want there. That's true. Yeah. I would not be opposed um, to Blake Sims showing his face, however. Anyway, back to defense. What do you want to talk about? True. Okay, so the defense, uh, I, granted they gave up 19 points, which is just this side of Chernobyl in terms of what? epic disasters, uh, particularly well, to when a they scored three, I was Right, I know. When they scored three, I wanted to go outside and bury my head in a river. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't. I've already told you how great it is to hear your voice. Uh all that considered, I am I'm actually feeling downright chipper about the state of the program right now. Uh, Are you? We, we took a punch, and that's okay. That happens. I think we needed it. Uh, I'm hopeful that we can avoid the like the Ole Miss losses that we've had to use to our benefit in the past to kind of get the team back on track. Right. I actually think that this ended up okay uh, overall. I yeah I, I when I was on Twitter after after the game, all I could think of was Arkansas and those poor bastards. Um, yeah. There, I mean, I think you know we took a punch, but I have the we're about to punch back, but it's not going to be at the right people. <laughs> but Arkansas is about. To, I think Arkansas is about to have hell unleashed. On yes, them. I think that's exactly right. I mean, we missed Deshaun Hand dearly, uh, but there were some awesome other guys that stepped in, including Rugs and. My new favorite player on defense. I'm really excited about this one, Gregory. I, I sent you a text probably Monday of this week at, at approaching 2 a.m. And it simply read, LeBrian Tarpits. What I know. What I'm going going for there is our boy LeBrian Ray, uh, formerly 
top ranked JUCO player in the country and now dominating Mons everywhere. Uh, he looked he looked awesome Saturday, and I am uh, I am super high on LeBron Ray. Oh, you know what? I'm confusing. He is not a JUCO. He is a true freshman. Look at that, a true freshman. Oh, uh, oh yeah, my god! Yeah, for- he's going to dominate. He's got four years to dominate Mons. Oh, so many Mons. Uh, he had two sacks. No, two tackles, including a sack. <laughs> I'm trying to make this make this work. Uh, but mods <laughs> were falling into and going extinct in the LeBron tar pit. Right. Just falling over with their legs in the air, the mods were. That's right. True freshman, LeBron Ray, that is. All right. That's enough about the defense and whatever else that was. Extinct um, animals. Right, right, right. Uh, would you care to get into uh, the most anticipated segment of the week, my friend? Yes, I'm talking about your donkey of the decade of the week. It's, 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 it's. I'm not going to rap this time. Uh, uh, we, will, we will transition from extinct animals and tar pits into the donkey of the decade of the week. And it's, I'm taking a different approach this week. Uh, the donkey is not only a collective group of folks, uh, but it's not even directly football-related, somewhat football-related. Uh, my donkey of the decade of the week... For this week here in October, is anyone who has not yet seen the BYU dance team video? Okay, fair. That's fair. Bruh. Now, I oh, know. All right, go, go, go. It go changed my thing. life. I'm, oh, okay. I'm not, I'm not going that far. No. I. We have conflicting points of view on this. Go ahead with yours. Oh, man. If you haven't seen it, I hope you have. It's the BYU Cougarettes who have opened my eyes to uh, what apparently goes down in Provo. And then they start their routine, and then the Cougar himself comes out and leads it. The Cougar looks like he's like 6'10 in this. I don't know who that is. Yeah, it's a large Cougar. It's a large Cougar. I can't tell if it's a male or female Cougar. Uh you know, odds would imply that the size is probably leads points to a male. So I'll, I think I'll, you're sexist. You sound like a well, sexist. no, I'm gonna I'm gonna investigate further. We've already talked about we have a, a non-caffeinated correspondent heading to Provo that we're gonna get right, to. Right, uh, let's do let's do this, okay? I've seen this video, and here's my concern: Have the BYU Cougars given up their um, belief system? Because I'm sorry, you don't cut the rug quite like that cougar did Mm-mm. without a little something in your system. It may be Coca-Cola. It may be another kind of Coca-Cola, if you know what I'm saying. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if, yeah, like I said, it, it could be a soft drink. They may have gotten a lift ticket to Snow Mountain. You're I'm not entirely sure. You're saying but, BYU uh, is a very white school. It's, a, it's the whitest school I've ever seen is what I'm saying to you right now. Um, but uh, nevertheless, uh, I enjoyed it. I was not the freak about it. That you oh, man. It's so gorgeous. I haven't seen it in probably 24 hours. And I can still tell you at the 27 second mark when all the girls hit a knee and the cougar stands up and does a little walk. It is it is just magical. Let me ask you, Gregory, you ever participated in a choreographed dance routine? Um, no, but can I tell you that I am dying to get involved See, in a flash mob? That's what I was going to say. I wondered about a flash mob, but this video has, uh, has ign- ignited a new passion in me. I'm going to have to look into this. 
I have no, I have no interest in seeing you dance. All right, but here's the question I have though. Are all of our friends too dumb to do a flash mob? Oh, entirely. No, it would have to be strangers. We'd have to find <laughs> even a city smarter than either of our cities. Right. Like our like our friends can't remember like to bring the beer to the party. So there's no way in hell they're going to remember like 19,000 dance moves. No. But any heroes out there looking at you, listener Fred, who want to uh hey, Fred. get in on a dance routine, holler at us. I would I would pay Lots and lots of green American money to see uh, Lester Fred in a flash mob. Um, now, here's another question. Before we leave this segment, uh, you brought up the BYU dance team. but it, So it, it, it really does beg the question, um, BYU dance team or TCU dance team? Because honestly, TCU is the gold standard. Wait, I don't know anything about TCU. Are you serious right now? The dance team? Oh my God, son! You ain't never seen nothing quite like it. I don't, I don't know if they can dance or not, but Lord of mercy. Anyway, all right. So you don't know. You need to research that, uh, and that will replace your two, two, your two dreams at night. I promise you that, my friend. Um, all right. Enough about the donkeys. Uh, remember. Real quickly, we are brought to you by our friends at the Druid City Brewing Company and Wild Bill's Wing Sauce, as always. Druid City is going to have some Wild Bill Spice products on the smoker this weekend. I hear tales, by the way, uh, that Antonio Langham, because it is the 90, the, the, they are honoring the 92 team uh, at the game, and including, by the way, one Dabo Sweeney will be in Tuscaloosa uh, when they honor the 92 team. Now, I hear tales, if you'd like to meet Antonio Langham, who uh, returned the uh, key interception to win the first SEC championship game against the Florida Gators and propel the university to the national title. I uh, believe Antonio is a friends with uh, a few people at, at, uh, that will be showing their faces at Druid City Brewing Company. So if you'd like to do that meet and greet, get your ass on down to Druid City Brewing Company where there is free parking. <laughs> got nothing. Hot you got no, like, on hot leads. I was expecting parking, parking. No, no. I'm uh, anyway, when you pull up, you suck. Anyway, when you pull up, there's going to be bo- some Boy Scouts right there. They take money to park in that lot, but if you tell them you're parking, at, you're going to Druid City to have some cold beers, uh, they will let you park for free. And the Druid City Brewing Company, as they're known to do, give a kickback to the Boy Scouts so they're not missing out on any bucks. So uh, do that. Go meet, meet Antonio Langham. Eat some uh, delicious uh, Wild Bill spiced uh, ribs. I don't know what they're cooking this weekend, but uh, do that. It's going to be worth your time. Where else can you get that? That's right. And those are now the improperly named Boy Scouts of America, but we won't touch that. Your Tide this week takes on the Hogs from Arkansas. Uh, Some would call them Razorbacks, if you will. Right. And they are a mess. They have beaten Florida A and M. Cubs five, Nats four. All right. Anyway, Addison Russell, you glorious son of. A... All right. Um, anyway. This will be so irrelevant when when people actually hear that. Uh, and they have also Good beaten help. your New Mexico State Lobos. No, New Mexico is the Lobos. New Mexico State is the Aggies. Learn your New Mexico college horrible oh, teams. Man, embarrassing. Uh, anyway, this, these Hogs have also dropped games to Tamu, South Carolina, and the aforementioned TCU. In short, Dancing. Hogs ain't played nobody. 
Yeah, and things don't look particularly rosy for the Hawks uh, coming into Tuscaloosa for homecoming. Uh, like I mentioned, you know, the Todd is in revenge mode. Uh, in addition, quarterback Austin Allen is still dealing with a shoulder injury that he suffered uh, last weekend at South Carolina. Bert said he's likely to play. I've been trying to track it as well as I can, it, and that's the only information I've gotten is, yes, he's going to start at least at least start. Where it goes from there, nobody knows. Uh, Allen uh, entered the season as the leading returning quarterback in the Southeastern Conference in passing efficiency. But he has struggled mightily this season behind an offensive line that has allowed more than two and a half sacks per game. Yeah, and add to the QB injury, uh, I think there's some internal strife in Fayetteville. Strife. Yes, yes, indeed, strife. Uh, Both past and current players have been outspokenly dissatisfied with the direction of the program. Uh, Past players have liked tweets, which in... Uh, in 2017 here is basically like getting tattooed on your forehead. Uh, They have liked tweets calling for Burt's head. And current player Santos Ramirez uh, came out and said that the Hogs need more dog in them after their second half woes last week against South Carolina. Uh, A little dog in me. Ooh, nice. I'm I'm sorry, I'm just singing. (laughs) It was was nice, and you deserve to sing for pulling out this stat, which blew me away. The Hogs haven't outscored a Power 5 opponent in the second half since November 5th, 2016. Uh, so, you know, you could say that many people are saying Burt's seat is the third hottest in the country and would go as far to say that his pants are on fire. I'll go as far as to say, well, I mean, Burt's got a hot ass. Let's just face it. Well, so he, so he knows. Well, fair, fair, fair. <laughs> I really want to tell that story. I really want there. to, but I'm not going to we're not going to tell that story. And what, the way you can find out about that story is you can come to Druid City Brewing Company That's on right. Saturday because I will be there and I will tell you every glorious detail about the story about Bert Bilema's ass. Oh, man. People uh, are going to drive for miles. I know, exactly. And it is worth hearing, my friends. I'll even, I'll even share a salad with you. <coughs> All right. <coughs> Do we want to go ahead and get started and talking about hate? Hold on there, boss. We're about to get a blast from the past because, I don't know if you've seen it, but uh, the Florida Gators introduced some new uniforms this week. And personally, I have to say it, what are those? Those are a disaster. Oh, they're such a disaster. They are dressing as actual Gators this this week. It's taken it to a new level. Uh, They have mock scales, the whole deal. Um. Okay. I really want to make this a funny thing because I, I think there's a lot of humor to be had on um, an actual football team dressing as a reptile. However, I'm going to take this in a different direction, Paul. What I want to talk about is this. And I read when they unveiled this disaster, some Gator folks folks defended it, saying, hey, look, it's what the crazy kids like these days. Uh, you know, and you've got to attract them somehow. And I get the answer, the Alabama answer, the gump answer of, well, you know, if you'd win all the time, you wouldn't have to do that. Okay, fine. Not everybody can win as much as we do, and we won't be winning this much forever. So my question is, and you're and you're substantially younger than I am and may know more about this than I do, probably, in fact, you, I'm sure you do. Um, would a weird-ass uniform attract you to a program? 
You know, I I think it speaks to a certain type of player. Uh, I think actually. So uh, from you asked about me personally, you know, I grew up uh, reading and watching the TV show Animorphs. So this is really right up my alley. Big fan of Animorphs. Right. I think think that these would apply on that set. Uh, but I, yeah, you know, I think especially for a school like Florida, who uh, isn't a tradition, uh, a traditional sort right. of, I don't know. So, I mean, it's Oregon taking it's, it's like Oregon on a big pile of cocaine. Is what it really is. That at this is, point. That is uh, a lovely metaphor, right? But I mean, it is. I mean, Oregon just—you know—we're going to dress like a, we're going to dress you like a highlighter. Florida's like, no, f you. We're going to dress you like an alligator. So I mean, I mean, I mean, I—it's I, I, not appealing to me. But my, uh, but again, I, I'm not twenty. I'm not nineteen. I'm you know, so I don't know. Maybe I want to dress as a gator when I'm nineteen. I'm not I, entirely I sure. Maybe you do, and you know, we were heading in this direction. I think it was inevitable <laughs> that a school just went like full on animal because TCU had started implementing frog stuff, and then you know there were all kinds of right. signs pointing to this. And if you're if you're Jim McElwain and you don't have a lot to really stand on, why not? Why not throw out uh, some gator scales? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. All right, uh, we've uh, taken up enough of your time until we, you know, waited to get to the important part of the show where you can be sure to lose your homes. Let's get our hate on, pal. Let's do it. We start the week in Knoxville, and and at the end of this, let's talk a little bit about that, uh, where the Cox come to town, led by Will Muschamp, Chief Cock, and the Vols are three-and-a-half-point faves. Who you hate, Gregory? Um, I know you have, you know more about what's happening in the uh, inner workings of the Tennessee program, given that Phil Farmer does live next door to you, uh, to, your, to your family. Six to four Cubs. Anyway, uh, but here's where, where we are. I think I'm going to have to hate on a cock again. Uh, even though uh, the Vol is in such disarray, probably more disarray than I've ever seen them I still think South Carolina is worse at footballing. Uh, Tennessee has better players than South Carolina. And at home, I think, surely to God, they'll pull it together and beat that cock. What about yourself? I can't wait to see what the crowd looks like Saturday. I think that may be uh, one of the ultimate deciding factors. So the Vols... There's a move afoot. There's a move afoot to walk out. Yes, which is hilarious and and speaks volumes. Um the Vols are rolling out a new quarterback. I can't remember his name, but our boy Quentin is no moss. Um, I think that's no more if, you know, if you're not bilingual <laughs> like we are. You haven't lived in Guatemala and done ridiculous things. Right. Well, I mean, you know, you, well, right. I mean, come on. Everybody hasn't lived you know, right. abroad right. such as I. Uh, anyway, I what I really wish, if this game, if, if the Cox still had Debo Samuels, I think his last name was Samuels, if they had Debo, uh, yeah. he against John Kelly, I think would have made for like the most entertaining disaster we get all season. I think it would have been a hilariously high scoring game with, with tackles and flayed bodies all over. Uh, they don't have him, which I think is probably the difference maker. I think I'm hating the cock here, which is actually what I want to happen because in an ideal situation, in an ideal world that I've played right. out and dreamed about, uh, the Vols probably win this one in a squeaker. I don't care how they win. Win this one. I just want Butch to make it to October 21st. Oh. 
Butch, Butch, need, Butch needs eight or nine, ga- eight or nine wins. Yeah, obviously. I need, I, yeah, I would rather Butch make I it to October twenty first of like twenty thirty five. Right. I need. I need. But, I need a lifetime contract for Butch Jones. Yes. Yeah. But but we know that's not going to happen. I think the writing is uh, well on the wall. So yeah, if, there, if there's a, if there's an ass that is hotter than Brett's, it is Butch. <laughs> yes. Uh, so do you think? I guess I, I don't want us to get into speculation about who they hire because, frankly, who cares? But if they win against South Carolina, can he hold on until Alabama? Can Alabama administer the maybe potentially I'm not ruling out triple digit victory over <laughs> the Vols and then see him out of right. town Sunday morning? I would be I would be pantsless, boxerless. Oh, I would man. be nude from the waist down. Yeah, I mean, if we if we were the ones to ride Butch out of the rail, my God, it would be lovely. Uh, again, again, I still want him to stay, but uh, I think, yeah, he he's not fired midseason if he beats the cock. Okay, that, yeah, if he loses, does he go before Alabama? Oh God, it depends on <laughs> what kind of. What kind of effed up way he loses it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. if it's some ridiculous clock management, or you know, somebody runs out of bounds they should not have. I mean, I, I think if he re- loses it in the most butch way possible, they'll run him out of out of town that day. Um, if it's a close game and nothing absurd and butch like happens, I think he stays. Okay. Yeah, I think that's probably right. I just hope that he makes it for the third Saturday in October. All right. We've talked enough about balls. All right. uh, We're going to take a look next at uh, the barn. The barn travels to LSU. LSU fresh off a win over Florida. The barn been beating the hell out of everybody. Barn is a seven-point fave. Who you hating there, pal? Well, apparently the barn doesn't win in Ellis in Baton Rouge. Is that the thing that I'm hearing all week? Uh, they haven't. Like over eight. Yeah, they haven't won since '99, I think, in Baton Rouge. Uh, I'm afraid to say that I think they shatter that this week. Uh, I just think everybody outside the state of Alabama is trash in the sec and, and Georgia I'll give Georgia. Uh, but I yeah. think Auburn and Alabama are the only two teams worth anything in the West. Uh, on top of that, LSU has announced today that they will be starting three freshmen. O linemen. Uh, I think all of it spells complete disaster for Decocho, and, uh, he will retain his title, which I heard this week and enjoyed of best interim coach in the country. Absolutely. Seven to four cups. All right. Call me crazy, but I think Troy was a fluke. Uh, I'm not saying LSU was good. I don't think they're good, but I don't think they're as bad as they looked that day. Uh, They turned around and went to the swamp and won, and there's something to be said for that. Uh, Florida's not great and half their team's under indictment, but nevertheless, you go into that environment, it's not easy to win. And Florida, as I said a couple weeks ago, has this horseshoe up their ass, and they have been winning games they should not win. And LSU defied it, went in there and won anyway. Uh, More importantly, I think this game will go a long way in telling us where the barn really is. Uh, They've blown out some shit teams. And if they can go to Baton Rouge and hang 40 on the Bayou Bengals, I am not looking forward to the Iron Iron Bowl. Um, 
I don't think they do that. I don't think they're that good. I don't think they're that good. Auburn's that good yet. They may be that good later. Uh, this Jarrett Stidham without a tail is uh, turning it up a little bit. He's getting better. And I don't know. I'm not saying he's living up to the hype, but I think against lesser competition, he's looking damn good. I'm not sure who wins here, but I think it is closer than seven. So, uh, in fact, so much so that I'm going to go ahead and make the barn my head of the week. Of the week, of the week, well, of the yeah, week, no. of the week. The There's course. a delay. Give me a break. Give me a break. Moving All right, on. moving on to two teams who need breaks. Uh, the Vanderbilt Commode Oars travel to beautiful Oxford, Mississippi. Uh, the Rebs are three and a half point faves there. Who you hate? Well, are you torn, Metsy? I mean, your hometown squad, the Vanderbilt Commodores, squares off against your adopted team, the Ole Miss Rebel Black Bears Land Sharks. This, this has got to stop. Uh, you must be torn. This has got to stop. Well, I mean, I'm, I have T-shirt photographic evidence of it. So, don't, I mean, there you are holding a little rat dog wearing an Ole Miss baseball T-shirt. So don't even start with me. You know but what? Over the years. You know what? That was in protest what? of the state of the Alabama baseball program and times have changed. I've evolved my position on the issue. What I would like to evolve is the Alabama baseball program. Um, not on Twitter blocking me. The actual official (laughs) Alabama baseball program has me blocked. Now, granted, look, I've talked, no, I talk so much shit. I mean, but now we've got a new coach. It's a brand new day. Unblockable. Wow. I Dawkins. All right. That's going to be our new. That's going to be our new campaign. We'll make that happen, Gregory. Officially blocked by the official <laughs> Alabama baseball program. I'd give anything to know what actually pushed them over the edge there. Oh, God, you know me. Truly. Uh, anyway, over the years, the doors have been the ne- the Rebs' nemesis. Uh, and I've seen, even when the Rebs are like winning nine games and the doors could barely, you know, you know open a door on their own, uh, they would find a way to beat Ole Miss. Uh, and I see no reason that that's going to change this week. In fact, um, Vanderbilt's better than Ole Miss. I mean, I don't know why the Ole Miss Rebels or Rebels, Black Bear, Landsharks are favored in this game or, in fact, any other game. I'll take the Commodores straight up. What about yourself? Yeah, I'm afraid I agree with you. Uh, Again, you know, Ole Miss probably has more talent, but I think they have a coach who doesn't care. They have fans who don't care. And so I'm actually going to go ahead and make the Doors my hate of the week. Oh. Oh, of the thank week, you, of the week, week. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. Next up, uh, the Texas A&M Aggie Milkmen are traveling to Florida to take on the Reptilian Gators, and the Gators are favored by 2.1, 2.5 points. Tell me, Mr. Metz, who are you hating? I think I think this is going to be one of those where the Aggies just come out and look like they got totally demolished the week prior. Uh, mm-hmm. Sluggish, slow, any other synonyms that I that are escaping me at the moment. My thesaurus is in the other room. Uh, I just I think Florida is starting to figure out how to play without half their team. So I'm going to hate an Aggie here. 
All right. Fair enough. Ordinarily in a contest between a milkman and a gator, I'm taking the gator. And lo and behold, I still will. Um, I think A&M brought everything they had last week that just wasn't enough. I'd be surprised, really surprised, if they rebound here. I think everything you said is correct. They're going to be sluggish. They're going to be slow. They're going to be pissed off they lost and don't want to go on with life. So I think the governors, the, the gators cover the two and a half. I am hating the milkman. Man, bad news for a mond. Mond's everywhere, in fact. Uh, anyway, right, on right. to the game at hand with Mons well in our rearview mirror. Uh, Bert is bringing his Razorback Hogs into Tuscaloosa. Gregory will be there in attendance, acting a donkey. Be on the lookout. Acting a donkey. Alabama Crimson Tide are 31-point faves by the man out in Vegas. What you taking, Gregory? All right, 31 is a lot of football points. But given the disaster last week, I suspect your your tide responds with a vengeance. As Mr. Metz mentioned, I'll be in Tuscaloosa eating and drinking at Zurich City Brewing Company and tailgating at whatever spot does not kick me out. So look for me. You can even buy me a beer. I still think 31 is too many football points, so I'm going to hate the tide. My final score prediction, your Crimson Tide, 41 Arkansas Razorback, Mac Hogs, 13. Oh, man, not enough gumping you. I am so about to gump out. I think this I'm, is. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. I got something, I got something to announce. The reason you're going to want to come and see me is because these fly-ass shoes I've got. Oh, bruh. They are they, they are red, and they are wingtips, and, dude, you're going to want to look at them. I peeped those, and I meant to comment, uh, want and need. Uh-huh. Dude, these were handmade the... in Portugal. I'm a bad emperor right now. Uh, yeah, they are red and white wingtips, and I'm going to be wearing them like you would not believe. Anyway, yeah, the, uh, getting are, on to your uh, getting on to your bowl prediction. Man, those are those are truly special, and I commend you for uh-huh. even having them in your possession. <laughs> be on the lookout in case like right Indiana now. Jones tries to steal those because those are artifacts. Uh, oh, I will I will lash those. No, that's not happening. No. That's not happening. Um, I, I, I am ready to gump. I think this is going to be a relentless, brutal, one-sided slugfest. I think the defense shows up and uh, I think probably scores at least twice, I'm going to say. Uh, I watched – I got I got so hyped watching uh, the Minka Fitzpatrick 105-yard, I think, 109-yard pick six yeah. head off Austin Allen. Uh, last I'm glad – okay, by the way, I'm glad we did this because we have gone an entire program without mentioning the Falconer. Yeah. And he was a damn standout in the A&M game. What were we yeah, thinking? We, we're dumb. We're not very smart. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, uh, go back. Get back to you. Love, back to you. love him. Think he has another awesome day. Look for Levi Wallace to put some points on the board. I think it's just going to be ugly. I think the running backs come out and want to just outdo each other. See how many yards and touchdowns they can all amass. <laughs> Look for Najee Harris to score some touchdowns. It's going to be lit. Brian Denny is going to be nuts. What time is kick? Uh, it is a daytime, but not late kick. Uh, I believe it is six fifteen. Oh my gosh, it's going right. to be the so, best. Well, no, it's, perfect. it's a perfect time. It's yes. late, so it's nice and cool, but not so late that there's vomit everywhere. Oh yeah, no, nobody needs that old mess start time. Right, perfect. Anyway, that said, I think the tide rolls the hardest. I'm going to call it fifty nine to ten. That's a lot of points. All right, so son. many points. Yeah, 
Good enough. All right. You've been listening to Houndstooth Heroes, brought to you by Wild Bell's Wing Sauce and Drew City Brewing Company, fresh off two championships at the Alabama Beer Competition, in particular, the downtown North Porter won best beer in Alabama. How do you turn that down? You got to drop by. Uh, so stop by. Check out the wings and the brews. Uh, remember, you can find us on the website at houndstoothheroes.com or on Twitter at H2Heroes, or on Facebook with all the mommies. Take us home, Betsy. We don't have the fight song this week because technology, but y'all be good. Roll Tide.